as you go through life, you're going to come across things and situations that will leave you questioning. How we go about things should be that of a child bringing what seems like endless questions to the parents we should bring to God. However, like a child, we need to learn to listen because there's a question the Father will ask every single one of us. As we turn to Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 14. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. In this piece of scripture, we see Jesus ask, Who do the people say that I am? And we see the disciples answer, Who do your parents say that I am? Your pastor, your grandparents, other family. As we read verse 15, He saith unto them, But but whom say ye that I am? This is where I draw the title of my message. Who do you say that I am? You see, Jesus makes it a point to ask about what other people say he is. Then he turns it personal, not just to the disciples, but to each of us. And it's something we have to be very, very careful in answering. See, I was going through a series with the guys and the youth called Winning the War in Your Minds. In the first section of the series, it is said that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. What we think and say shapes who we are, which lines up perfectly with Proverbs 18:21. death and life are in the power of the tongue. What we think and say and hold on to shapes how we answer that question. See, this is, this is not a light question and it shouldn't be taken as such. You see, Jesus goes from asking about the people and then turns it personal. The people say I'm one of the prophets. Your parents call me the Messiah. But who do you say that I am? You see, I've called you a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. I've called you justified, saved, healed, loved, my friend, my child. Who do you say that I am? You see, we go through things in life that if we're not careful, we let take root sometimes not even realizing it. You see, there were things from my past that quite frankly, I didn't know took root and it hindered me, causing me to doubt, causing me to indirectly say that God is a liar and that he won't keep his word. But that's not who he says he is. And when it was revealed to me, it hit me hard. You see, it's time that we get serious. It's time to weed out the things that have killed your that has killed your relationship with God and has blocked you from fully believing who God says he is. You see some of y'all have been walking through hell when you don't belong there because you're refusing to give your life wholeheartedly to God. You see you come in praising on Sunday, then rest of the week nothing. You know hell is not scared of your praise and faith on a Sunday morning. Hell only gets scared when you act on your faith, when it's on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, on a Friday, on a Saturday, because you can praise all you want in church Sunday morning and the devils do not care because come Monday morning, it's just back to normal. It's nothing. You see, it can't be just a firework, just a loud explosion that it's gone. It's got to be every day. It's got to be personal because you won't make it on your daddy's Holy Ghost. It's got to be personal. 
His word says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am love. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the Messiah. I am all-powerful and all-knowing. Who created the universe and all thereof? Who knew you in your mother's womb before time began? Who stopped the sun and moon in its tracks for Joshua in the midst of their enemies? Who do you say that I am that I won't heal you, that I won't restore your heart, your brokenness, your family, your relationships? God is not a man that he should lie. And it's serious. Without this revelation, you will never grow as God wants you to. And as we look in verse 18, and it says, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It's upon this rock, upon this revelation, my church will build on and grow. And the gates of hell will not prevail. And this is this is interesting. I see he look at the place that they were at, Caesarea Philippi. And paganism and their fake religions and their fake gods. They thought that was the place where the gates of hell stood. So it's not a coincidence that Jesus chooses that place to ask that question. Because getting that revelation that the church is going to build on (laughs) the gates of hell is not going to prevail and the church is going to overcome it. The church is going to be on the offensive and storm the gates of hell, taking back everything that the devil stole from you, taking back everything that you've lost once you get a hold of that revelation. It's upon that revelation that you say, God, you are my salvation. God, you are my peace. You are my joy. Jehovah Jireh, you are my provider. You provided and kept a stubborn man like me for the past 22 years of my life. That's a blessing. Lord, you're my protector. You guys don't realize that is a testimony in itself. You don't know all the things that he's protected you from that has tried to kill you and destroy you. You're listening to a man that shouldn't be here today. See, I used to drive a small little five-speed Chevy pickup, and I got that thing going. Until one night, light turned green, and for the first time since I had that truck, my engine stalled out, which has never happened to me since I first learned. And not even five seconds after stalling out, a semi ran the reg going at least, at least 60 miles an hour. If it wasn't for God, I would have been roadkill. (laughs) Another instance, I was less than five minutes away from possibly being a casualty of a shootout that happened in the lot of the place I used to work at. You, You don't know what God is protecting you from what God has protected you from. If you would just get a hold of that revelation, God, you are my protector. Lord, you're my provider. Another testimony. For the past two years, I've been homeless. Going back and forth from different places, from different people I've been fortunate to stay with that God has provided me to stay with. And even when I slept in my car, God still protected me in an area that wasn't the best. 
I'm still here because of who my God is, because of who I say my God is, because my God says he is going to be with me, that he will never leave me or forsake me. He is my protector. He would just get a hold of that revelation, all these struggles, all these things that you've been dealing with. He would just wholeheartedly give it over to God. And God, you are my protector. You are my healer. Lord, this cancer that the doctor said I have, Lord, you're the ultimate physician. You can take it away from me right now. And if not, it, you're still God. You're still the Alpha and the Omega. You have it all in your hands and you know the plans that you have for me. I don't have to agree with it. I just have to follow it. He would just get a hold of that revelation. Who do you say that I am? 